Hey, welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is Travis Greer, your host for tonight. Uh, tonight marks the uh, um, 130th episode of Pardon the Confusion, and this is opening night for us. This is the first episode of 2021, and we are excited. Um, our nerves are racked up because, uh, as you know, the, your first game is always the most important game, how you come out of the gates. But uh, we're going to have a good tonight, tonight, and we're joined uh, by two other co-hosts. Uh, as usual, we got uh, uh, Paul Arnold and Ernest Watts. Uh, Paul Arnold is out of Dexter, Michigan. And, uh, Paul, did you have a good Christmas? I enjoyed y'all's, the last podcast episode, and you all talked about you know the year in review and Christmas and holidays coming up. Did you have a good Christmas? Did you get what you wanted? Did Santa meet your wish list? Oh, Travis, Travis, man. Um, I'm not as bad as my sister used to list everything she wanted on the refrigerator and I refused by principle not to get her anything on that list. So I don't give my family too many hints, but I have to admit this year, my wife and I both share an Amazon prime account. And so she could tell what I was searching for and what I liked. And she got me a kit to make flies for fly fishing. So you wind it up and you it's to me it's going to be really interesting and fun so that's cool i'm looking forward to that that's awesome well i was kind of disappointed in old saint nick this year i I did have a more so need and a want um on my christmas list with socks you know as you get oh you're so old travis you wanted socks yeah it gets kind of dull and old you know when you get an adult but I, i needed some socks it seemed like every week there from November to December, I, I was blown out a hole finally in, in my old socks that are good. And that is the one thing that St. Nick did not bring under my tree this year. But um, uh, I did have some cash and I went and bought me some socks this weekend. But I think one of the worst gifts that someone could have gave or uh, received this year was a planner, a 2021 planner. Ernest, wouldn't you agree? We have Ernest Watts out of Rockingham, North Carolina, uh, our second co-host. And Ernest, the question that I have for you uh, it is it's a new year, it's a fresh start, and if you choose to see it that way, uh, which probably Ernest, I don't appear you looking <laughs> at it that way, and you don't strike me as a very big resolution kind of guy, but I want you to finish this sentence for me. Um, this year, I will what, Ernest? This year, Ernest Watts will <laughs> finish it. Wow, hopefully, yeah. live to see the end of the year. Uh, right. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> hopefully, wow. uh, I, I, I hopefully why I I'm not big on resolutions because that's usually broken in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, and I'll I'll do some lame things like try to take life better or appreciate things around me, but then I'll last till the first person cuts me off in traffic and I flip them off. So True. I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna be genuine here. Uh when was the last time I, you flipped somebody off, Ernest? Day. Was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, that was and a short lived. Wilmington. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I'm, you know, years are, are constructs. I mean, different cultures have different years. Like the Chinese New mm-hmm. Year is not until March. The Julian calendar that we a- adhere to is a remnant of the Roman calendar. And it, it's a construct. I mean, you know, the Sun goes over because the sun three hundred sixty four and one fourth days, mm-hmm. and you know the, there's a great song by U two New Year's Day, and the concept is nothing really changes on New Year's Day, and it never really does. I mean, other than for like a month, we you know we have to write a new year at the end of when we write out dates and stuff. So yeah. I'm not big on changes for the year. Hopefully, changes sure. should be organic and more true and not based on flipping a calendar. Deep, so yeah, so deep. flipping a calendar or flipping anybody off, Ernest. So there you have it. <laughs> Ernest has already oh, broken his yeah. resolution. And um, so yes. when I heard you say you want to stay alive, Ernest, all I could think about was the uh, the episode of The Office where they were singing Staying Alive. So I can envision hearing that song playing in your office. And I also, one thing the audience and our, our fellow listeners uh, should know about Ernest is, his his ringtone, he seem, may seem pessimistic at times and and negative, but his ringtone is when somebody gives him a call. Ernest, should I give all the viewers your phone call so they can, well, they can hear well, that number? Yeah, well, no, no, don't do that. Five 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 one two one it's, two. It's Monty Python's "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life," and it's 
highly sarcastic because it's from the Monty Python uh, movie Life of Brian. And it's the, the end of the movie, the guy is being crucified by the Romans, and the guy next to him is saying, oh, it's not so bad. Being crucified is not so bad. And they do this song and dance, this big Broadway song. And over the years, David Arnold will tell you, a lot of English soccer teams have picked this up as their theme song, particularly mm-hmm. England during the World Cup, because I think England has not won the World Cup since 1950. So it's 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 deeply sarcastic, like I am in that extent. Yeah. So we've we've hopefully made a good first impression to our. Uh, <laughs> I'm not first, so sure about that. Uh, so first impressions are important. This is our opening night. Hopefully, we made a good first impressions for our, our our loyal listeners, and they they have a lot to look forward to this year of 2021. And if you're a new listener to Parting Confusion, you know in this podcast we talk. Everything. That's why it's called Pardon and Confusion. We talk about sports, movies, we talk about life and everything. So uh, stay with us for the next 40 minutes. we got some great topics coming up. We're going to be uh, recapping the college football playoffs. We're going to be talking the NFL playoffs and so forth. But, Ernest, as you mentioned, you're not that type of resolution guy. And the top four resolutions um, year after year seems to be losing weight, eating healthier, dieting, exercise, saving money. But during this time of year, um, it's week 18 in the NFL. We'll start there then, and then uh, trek backwards a little bit. Week 18 in the NFL, which is not really a thing, but it's, it's a week where NFL owners, coaches, and staff, they're, they're trimming the fat. You know, Players are on their um, free, become free agents. There's already been a few coaches cut and released, and you were hearing rumors of uh, this, this team's interest in that coach and so forth. So has in, there any been any breaking news that uh, that you've heard of that you're surprised about or have to comment on about the trimming of the fat week with the NFL and the re- resolution of letting guys go and just making things better for 2021? One thing that surprises me and that does not happen is, uh, you know, we hear that Joe Brady has been put on the radar, the former LSU offense coordinator or uh, and the Carolina Panthers office coordinator, you know, that he's could be on the radar for a coaching position with a couple of teams. I can't remember right off, but I hope that don't happen. I don't see it happening with him being fresh and new in the NFL. And I, I think he's, he should and could be uh, very loyal to Matt rule and the Carolina Panthers, at least if, for a few years as they're in that rebuilding phase. Ernest, what do you think about that? How about I give a, rev- a resolution for an NFL team? Okay. Here okay. we go. My resolution to the Miami Dolphins is don't give up on Tua. There's already rumors about the Dolphins seeking another quarterback because of one bad game by Tua, Tavolanova, against Buffalo, where they got blown out, where if they won, they had gone to the playoffs. Don't give up on Tua because you would think of all, all the franchises in the NFL that would have learned not to give up on a quarterback. It would be a team that gave up on Ryan Tannehill who has made the Titans, uh, you know, the, he's a borderline MVP candidate as quarterback for the Titans. Of course, it helps to have Henry as a running back. But too oftentimes they give up on quarterbacks too easily. Baker Mayfield, up until this year, you heard people saying, well, is Baker a mistake? Is he another Cleveland flop? Well, they're in the playoffs the first time since 2002. So I would tell Miami not to give up on Tua. This is too early. This is a guy who had a major injury after two years. He's just recovering. And if any team would learn not to give up on a quarterback too early, it would be the Dolphins. Paul, you got any NFL team that has a resolution? Maybe one, maybe 60 miles to the east of you? (laughs) I'm going to stay away from the Detroit Lions as far as I can. I think the Philadelphia Eagles needs to take the management and the fans need to take a deep breath. And I know that's asking a lot of any Eagles fan to be patient and not give anybody the bird. But I think um, <laughs> Peterson is a great coach. I think he's going to pull it out. I think Carson Wentz has to go, and he'll probably land in Indianapolis. But it's just strange for me to see Carson Wentz, who comes from this, you know, North Dakota, you know, and I know Division II winner, big deal. He comes out, has some early success, and then he gets injured, and then he keeps on having attitude. And I think it's a time for him to – pack his bag and go on. But I think the Eagles need to put a little pause button. I do think that Peterson made a huge mistake by pulling, you know, the quarterback. Gosh, all of a sudden his name escapes me. Um, help me out, Hurts. guys. Hurts. Hurts. 
I mean, when they pulled him out, it was so obvious that they were worried about their draft pick. And Peterson had a lame excuse that he wanted his third-string quarterback to get some reps. Come on. Give me a break. That was really a bad look. Despite all those mistakes, he's a decent coach. Hang on to him. And Wentz, goodbye. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, more I've let Peterson go. I mean, to me, that one year, I mean, yeah, they keep throwing up he won a Super Bowl. Well, Brian Billick won a Super Bowl. He, he was unemployed after a while. I, I think I think Peterson's damaged that team. They have not built the – again, their defense. I think it's time for a coaching change in Philadelphia. I disagree with you, Paul. I just – now, I think I agree a quarterback has to go, but I think that's a rebuilding situation. How far you got to rebuild? You were 5, 11, and 1. 5, yeah. 10, and 1, excuse me. You could argue the salary cap just destroyed that team after they won the Super Bowl. I mean, they had let go of some good players, and they just haven't come back. They lost their you know, offensive coordinator. Anyways, the Eagles are on falling on hard times, just like those Patriots. Doggone it. I'm just so sad about that. And speaking of Patriots, do you feel that um, Cam Newton, I mean, do you think he's going to land somewhere else? Uh, this, is he we gone? I agree. We, I won't agree. See him. we won't see him in the NFL after this year. I don't Ooh. think so either. And he just, he, uh, he crapped in his own nest and he got injured early. He's just, I just don't see it happening. And, you know, we know, speaking of this free agent topic and cutting fat and the, the, the chest moves that will be going on, do you think Dwayne Haskins? Do you think he'll? Do you think he could land in uh, any certain spot? What if, what if he's a young quarterback? He's got some attitude problems. Do you think he could land in Belichick's lap and be a, a new informing quarterback that could be a moldable, a little bit more moldable, but also more like somewhat Cam Newton's features with uh, being mobile and having the arm and the speed? What do you What do y'all think about that? Uh, I, I think there's enough young quarterbacks out there that that Haskins is not going to New England. You got yeah. Sam Darnold. I mean, you got a lot of guys who are going to be available for to be able to rebound and go up there. Yeah. Uh, Where do you think Dwayne Haskins will land though? The new the XFL when it comes back in 2022. So the the Rock is going to bring back good. Yeah, I guess the Rock still owns X, XFL. Yeah, I, I I just think I don't I don't I didn't see anything there when he played. He doesn't want to change. He didn't realize the opportunities. There's too many other guys who would mm-hmm. come in and be serviceable. I mean, I just don't. See, that would be a headache. What I'd happens be if Urban surprised. Meyer gets a head coach job and Urban Meyer might just bring him in on the practice squad? That's a possibility. Be more interesting that if if Urban takes Jacksonville, does he draft Fields before Lawrence? No. Because no remember way. he recruited he recruited Fields. Yeah, you're, let's let's say it's Ohio business State though. It's Alabama. business. Let's say Ohio State beats Oak uh, Alabama. You wow. think no way he won't take Fields? I think he will. I don't know. It's that stereotypical quarterback in the pros versus the new look of Murray and Watson. And, you know, what is the real future of the NFL? And I don't know if Urban Meyer, this is his first NFL gig, if he can, he needs to, I don't think, go on a le- out on a ledge on this one. I think he needs to just not overthink it. If he goes to Jacksonville, he's got to take Lawrence. Lawrence is the complete package. He, he's been that way for quite a while. I know he can't grow a beard, but so what? He'll he'll learn. <laughs> they need more than a quarterback down at Jacksonville. I mean, that's that's the one thing is you bring in a young quarterback in a franchise which is so depleted like that, you don't know. You look at uh, Derek Carr's brother when he went to the Texans and got sacked 70 times and never was the same anymore. And to put a young quarterback in Jacksonville, that's that's going to be a big danger. I mean, I, again, I were I don't think Urban's going to work as a pro coach. I have some serious doubts before he gets sick or gets into recruitment problems. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I think if you're going to bring in a coach nowadays, you need to bring in someone young, uh, someone with some innovation. 
You know the the big name I hear bounced around for NFL coach and all these interviews. Marvin Lewis. Why I heard pick, that. Why? <laughs> why, do you, why do you pick that? Why do you pick someone who's failed? Isn't he getting I, Social know, Security? What's the deal? Well, he's an assistant <laughs> at Arizona State right now. Perfect uh, place for a retired cool guy, name. Arizona. You know, yeah, stay in Arizona. Again, I don't know. I mean, you hear uh, the defensive coordinator for the Colts is another hot name. Of course, Travis was right. Joe Brady's popping up. Detroit's looking at him. Uh, It's it's. I don't see any real big names coming out there, and I don't hear Harbaugh. So I think he's staying in Michigan. But again, I'd pick someone new, innovative, and give them a chance. That's what I attempt to do. So if if Urban Meyer has success potentially uh, at winning the national championship and then being a successful coach in the NFL, does that up Michigan's chances of beating Ohio State? Um, that's just a question to be had that we'll see next next year. But I think it's a transition point, Ernest. You know, uh, you, you guys mentioned and Paul the success that potentially Urban Meyer could have in the NFL. He had great success this past week, dominating win over Clemson, right? Let's touch on the playoffs, and then we'll transition. That's Ryan Day. Well, that's Ryan, Ryan that's Day one of the rumors I'm Day. hearing is Ryan Day is being looked at by the NFL because he's a younger, more honest version of Urban Meyer. I mean, he he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He speaks well to the press. He doesn't have any, you know, something in his closet. You know, he seems to be a real clean guy who's really smart, and so – NFL are always their teams are always looking for that next up and coming guy who hasn't reached his peak yet. And Ryan Day, he could win the national championship. I know it's unlikely by my prediction, but what would stop him from going to the NFL? Maybe the quality of life in Ohio State and Columbus. Um, but I don't know. I would rather have Ryan Day than Urban Meyer in the NFL. I hear mm-hmm. Pat Fitzgerald, if you're going to talk college coaches, that seems to be the hot name, Northwestern coach, who lives and breathes Northwestern. Uh, but And if, if Chicago hadn't slipped into the playoffs, he would have been a candidate for the Bears. But sure. another problem you're seeing was a lot of these teams is they're not only looking for a coach, they're looking for a general manager also. Mm-hmm. That's the situation in Atlanta. That's the situation in Jacksonville. That's the situation in Houston. That's not the situation in Detroit. But you got six open jobs. And I hear, you know, do you get the coach first? You get the GM first. You certainly, after the disaster in the Texans, you don't get a, a coach slash GM. You have to have some, some definition in that respect. Ernest, you are always saying that NFL players have an average of only like a year and a half in the pros or two years and they're gone because it's turnover so great. What's the average turnover of an NFL coach, a new NFL coach? I mean, usually two I years think, or 20% are successful? I think it's three years, three to four years. You know, they yeah. always want a five-year plan, but they don't usually get a five-year plan. And, and nowadays, with some of the – and there's added factors in that with the Jets and the Jaguars, the owners have both vowed to be more involved in the process. Shere Khan, who is the uh, uh, owner of the Jacksonville team, has said he wants to get more involved. Uh, Woody Johnson is retiring from his job as the, uh, uh, the uh, ambassador to England. So he says he's going to get more involved. That would make me entirely nervous. The GM of the Jets was actually brought in by Adam Gase, the coach, who was his best friend, who turned around and fired him. But sure. because that's, that's what friends do. I mean, I, I don't see a real savior out there. I don't see, you know, Parcells used to be bounced around. They could come into a franchise and get them in the playoffs within a year or two. I don't see anybody like that. I think Urban's going to be, I think it's going to be a big mistake. I think Urban, at his age, is not going to be fully committed to bringing a franchise around in three to five years. They're hoping he's another Coughlin. Remember how Coughlin went down to Jacksonville and was their most successful coach down there? And he was a tough guy, and he said this is the way it's going to be. But he was a defensive coordinator for Bill Parcells of the Giants. I mean, there are not many teams that can do like Cleveland 
and go from 0-16 to the playoffs in, in three years. That's just that's a rare situation. And again, I don't Urban's not showed that he's committed to more than three or four years, even when he's winning national championships. He seems to be easy to strike. I just think it's gonna be a disaster. But, you know, and and that's a fairly tough conference that he's in. Yeah. And speaking of disasters or success, right, guys, <laughs> you know, the question of whether Urban We'll get to the NFL and which team will he, could, will he and could he have success. Will, um, you know, we do know Urban had great success last week against Clemson with a dominating win. I was texting you guys in the group there last week, and uh, it was the, almost the end of the third quarter. And, you know, uh, it, it was three touchdown game. You know, Ohio was up, and I made a bold prediction of, you know, this is going to be an eventful game. Clemson's going to come back. We're going to have an exciting game, but that didn't happen. I predicted they're going to tie it up and Clemson win it overtime, but that didn't happen, uh, as I saw when I woke up from bed, right? But Ohio beat Clemson, and I'm sorry, Nate, Notre Dame, they went down from Alabama. It was a pretty dominating game there as well. So, uh, Paul, what do you think will be success of Ohio State versus Alabama in our national championship next Monday? What do you think? Well, first, let me rant. Why in the world, besides TV rating and money, are we having this game on Monday night? It doesn't help me out at all. I have to work on Tuesday. I know a lot of people have to work on Tuesday. And they just, the game doesn't start like early. It's going to start late. They're going to have extra long halftime. If it's a good game, you're just barely staying away toward the end. I'm an old man. I don't want it this late. And what about the kids, the innocent little kids who have to go to bed, who can't root for their favorite team? Come on! That was my Jerry Seinfeld invitation. <laughs> anyway, so given that, I think Ohio State, coached by Ryan Day, has really a good chance. But the question is, did they peak too early in a way? Because they were pointing out this game against Clemson all year long. And the good thing going for Ohio State is they played fewer games, which Dabble really didn't like. They were fresher. I think they were focused. And Justin Fields played out of his mind. Can he play his best game ever two games in a row. I don't know if he can. That's just such a hard thing to do. Sermon, who's a, a good running back, transferred from Oklahoma to Ohio State. You see a theme here? Ohio State is just, you know, stealing. I mean, cheating. I mean, bringing players from other places. Um, anyways, I don't think Ohio State can do it. I think they'll come close, but I have Bama by seven. Devontae Smith is a beast. He's not beast like size-wise, but he's just so ripped. And he understands the game so well. He just won the Heisman. And then, you know, just the quarterback is serviceable, Jones. And Harris is serviceable as, as a running back. Did you guys see when Devonta, uh, Harris um, jumped over a guy, hurled a guy in the game against Notre Dame, and right away Saban pulled him inside and was lecturing him like, what are you doing? Don't get injured. We need you for the next game. So my prediction is Bama by seven. Although it will stay close, I think it's going to be 42-35. Bama. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 what I'm predicting. And and for, please forgive me for that that mistake. Uh, all the sports fanatics of still thinking Gerber Meyer was coach. I know it's been a couple of years. Forgive me for that. I leaped over that. Right, I didn't see that coming. But that was a good move. I saw there as well. The Notre game, Notre Dame game. I saw that live. This guy leaping over the the gentleman, Ernest. Let's get let's hear your opinion um, about the national championship coming up. The reason they have an 8 o'clock, Paul, so all the kids in the West Coast can watch it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. No, it's going to be Bama by 10. This isn't the best Bama defense I've ever seen. But this is a team that, because they were shut out of the the four-game championship last year and had to hear about LSU all year long, they've been winning. Got two teams that fueled by revenge. Uh, You know, we may have to put an asterisk towards whoever the winner is. Because this has been a strange season, a season driven by money, which Paul's alluded to already. But uh, I think Alabama, and I think they'll win by 10. I think it'll be over by the third quarter. So, Paul, you'll be able to go to sleep by the third quarter. <laughs> I will sleep so no 10, matter 10, what. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, you can be able to go to bed. It'll be over by 10. I usually fall asleep, and then somebody texts me and says, hey, did you <laughs> see that play? And I'm going, what? Is there an emergency going on? My phone's buzzing at 1130. Yeah, my wife does that sometimes too. We're sleeping and 
probably Chris out in the West, you know, you know, Colorado, he's texting or y'all are texting back and forth. Well, your phone was buzzing all night long last night. So yeah, that's true. But so, hey, how- to our buddy, Nate, and look, Nate had a bad weekend between the Cardinals blowing the playoffs, losing in a, uh, practically a playoff game and Notre Dame getting run over, as he says, again, let's, let's, uh, you know, Pour a little bit of our 40 out for Nate. He had a, a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I tell <laughs> not you what, a lot of compassion there from Travis. Nate, we're thinking uh, about uh, you, buddy. Is it better? Is it better to make the finals and lose than or to never make the finals at all? That's the that's, ultimate question, right? And by the way, true. Nate grew up as well, a Buffalo he, Bills fan too. Well, so he does have hope there some, with Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Hey, so. my my heels represented fairly well in the orange bowl up until the fourth quarter. And that was without yeah. their two starting running backs, the best wide receiver, the best defensive player. The, the, you know, I don't want to get on, I'm going to get on uh, Paul's rants. Uh, you know, they don't have to do something about these bowl games. Uh, either we got to expand the playoffs or if players aren't going to play because they're worried about their NFL stock. These are glorified spring games. It, basically that's all they're doing. They're spring scrimmages for coaches to get ready for next year if the star players are sitting out. And I don't blame the kids. It's their livelihood. You know, there's, they can take out insurance policies. But if these games mean so little to the players, why are we doing it? I mean, Money. This is the one year. Money. We, had tw- we had 25 bowl games canceled this year. And, and again, money. Well, and, and this is going to get me on a rant here. <laughs> Because they call this a sport when they want to talk about the amateurism, but when they're worried about the money, that's where you pull up. Let me, let me give you a quick example. I don't want to hijack the show, but you got right. Texas, okay? <laughs> Texas, back in September, the AD laid off 225 employees of the athletic office, made 43 other staff take reduced salaries. Yet, they have enough money to pay off Tom Herman and fire him. They paid him $25 million to walk away. No way. $25 million? $25 million. Staff, all his coaches, and himself, $25 million to walk away. They turn around and pay $30 million for Steve Sarkeesian and his new staff to come on. So that is $55 million. Checks written this month. Yet you lay off 225 employees. Yet all I ever hear about college football and college athletics in general is it's a sport. We're building young men and young ladies characters. It's a business. And if it's a business, you need to start paying your employees. Okay? Don't go this facade of saying the spirit of amateurism. It's not amateur when you pay coaches millions of dollars. Ernest, you got an amen for me, so or a one. Hey, so hey, hey, Herman's career. <laughs> uh, Ernest, how many of the bowl games did you watch, though? How many did you watch? Oh, I watched. Aren't you contributing to the, the whole business? Thing. He's a hypocrite. Because I watched them. If I bought a ticket, I would have been. But we well, no, can't buy I'm, tickets you know. this year. But I watched the Peach Bowl and that not Peach. Yeah, the Peach Bowl with Georgia. In Cincinnati, and Cincinnati had a lot to play for. They played their hearts out, and Georgia barely pulled it out, and that was a very interesting game, and that would bring up a whole other discussion of it's not fair with the Power Five conferences. But anyways, we'll celebrate college football on Monday, and I'll be asleep by 10. How many players did Georgia have sit out that game? Oh, at least six. Yeah, six starters, 10 altogether. Again, Bowl games, yeah, I'll watch them. Hey, I watch the XFL and the AAF and the CFL. Mm-hmm. I'll watch football no matter what. And by the way, that was very helpful, watching the AAF and the CFL and the <laughs> XFL when the Cardinals were playing the Rams and the Rams were starting an AAF quarterback and the Cardinals were starting a CFL quarterback. I had all your information for both of them. Well, the Colts, are starting, the Colts are starting an AARP quarterback this week in the playoffs. Uh, yes, to the nice transition to playoff in our picks, ball. It is. I'm ready to talk playoffs and uh, I playoffs. Uh, playoffs. <laughs> I, I had to do my Jim Moore impression. 
And yeah, we're going to spend about 15 or so minutes on talking on the playoffs. And, uh, you know, and I've, I've enjoyed it talking with you guys so far, stirring the pot, getting you guys on ramp mode and so forth. And uh, I'm excited for you. So I gave you guys an assignment uh, preparing for our discussion tonight. We do a little bit of bracketology of what uh, we may believe the Super Bowl may bring. I was uh, got a notification uh, earlier today about Super Bowl rankings. And uh, Mark Sessler, he's a, a writer for uh, around the NFL, and he gave his five matchups that he would like to see most in the NFL. And we're going to hear about our uh, matchups that we believe will happen throughout the NFL leading us to to the Super Bowl. And um, so I'm excited about it. Uh, I think in the NFC, the team that I'm pulling for the most is uh, obviously our green, the Green Bay Packers. They're my number number two favorite team in the NFL. Um, and, and secondly, I think uh, David Arnold and myself, we can agree, and he's been kind of on the Buffalo Bills train I'd like to see the Buffalo back in the NFL Super Bowl this year as well. So, um, Ernest and uh, Paul, let's uh, let's hear your bracketology. Let me pull it up here. I had the uh, brackets there. So, we'll start off in the NFC. Obviously, we have the Green Bay Packers with our um, Aaron Rodgers, the, one of the vet, most veteran quarterbacks still in the league. Um, they got the bye this week. And next up, we have the Saints facing the Bears. Ernest, who do you think will come out of that? Saints or Bears? Oh, Saints. Yeah, getting Kamara back. They pushed it back to a Sunday game. They're getting Kamara back. Even though they played a very close game that went overtime in the regular season, uh, Saints. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I definitely want to see out of the NFC either uh, Aaron Rodgers go all the way, have another Super Bowl attempt, or uh, the wonderful Drew Brees, uh, I'm sure Nate, uh, would agree with that. So uh, next up, you got Seahawks at the Rams. If you can say an amen with me and agree with me, I think the Seahawks are going to overcome the Rams most definitely. The Rams kind of just kind of struggle to meander throughout the season. They're they're getting better, it seems like. But I think the Seahawks and uh, Russell Wilson, they've got the experience, the talent, and uh, the playoff uh, momentum that they had in years past. So what do you think, Paul, about uh, Seahawks and Rams? I agree with you, Professor Travis. Seahawks. Okay. 12, Seahawks. Man, what about twelfth man? Whatever. Did, yeah. Did you agree with Ernest on Saints and uh, Chicago? Yes, I agreed with Professor Watts. Okay. okay. So we are all in agreement here, and um, I'm waiting for my pick. The kiss of death. It's the kiss of death usually, but go uh, ahead. I'm ready. What Can are you I, waiting for, Paul? I'm waiting for the Washington Tampa Bay. I'm predicting an upset here. Drum roll. <laughs> Washington is going to upset Tommy Brady. Tommy Brady's been playing pretty good, but they're overconfident. I think defense of Washington's going to hold down the Buccaneers. They just lost, we believe, their wide receiver Evans. Gronk is old as dirt. I see Washington upsetting Tampa Bay by one or two points. I I agree with you there because, yes, you got experience and veterans on there, Gronk. Brady, all the other mid to uh, veteran talent there, but I just don't think they can make it from wild card round to winning the Super Bowl. And I think Washington, our our um, uh, the coach Ron Rivera, through all that he's been through with cancer and building a new team, as I think Ernest you mentioned in the last podcast, he, they've got a lot of lot going for him. A good 2021 story of just uh, redemption and coming back with Alex Smith and so forth. It's a possibility. I would like to see it's at Washington. Washington. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all you have to do is let in all the protesters in, and then, you know what, they'll be distracted. Is, is and, Peterson going to coach Tampa Bay? Is that what's going to happen here? Because, no, no, Tampa Bay wins big time. This, okay. this, this won't be, I mean, Rivera's talking about rotating quarterbacks, and when you rotate quarterbacks, it means you don't have one that's good enough to start. So, no, no. This, okay. This, okay. You'll be able to go to bed early Saturday night. Well, Las Vegas agrees with you. They're like a 10-to-1 favorite. I mean, Tampa Bay over Washington. But I would love to see that. I would love to see Washington pull that out. Okay. Chase Young Young says he's going to – he wants a piece of Brady. And maybe (laughs) he can get one after the game's over. He can get a piece of it. But no, this this will be a blowout. That's like the Chicago game will be. It'll be a blowout. 
Okay, so let's keep with the NFC and get our uh, NFC champion to the Super Bowl matchup. So we have Packers against the Saints. Who comes out of there, Paul? Packers at their home. Uh, Saints yeah, on the Packers road. It's going to be cold at least. It may, you know, the field is heated from below, so it's not going to be the frozen tundra. But you never know what's going to be. And they'll have a week rest. Man, when you get a bye week, that really helps. And they need it because their left tackle got injured. But uh, this is the year for Aaron Rodgers. New motivation. Uh, I wonder what he's taking on the side to stay so young. Okay. Mm. So so we're we're skipping a week. We're saying uh, Green Bay beats Tampa Bay at Green Bay. And we're saying the Saints beat uh, the Seahawks at home. I think right? that's what he said. I like it. All right, okay. I'll go with Packers. Packers. So you think Packers will beat the Saints because that's the next – if Saints win, yeah. they face yeah. Packers, correct? So you got Seahawks and Washington. So Seahawks face Washington. Seahawks and uh, – excuse me, Seahawks and um, – I think Seahawks will definitely come out. Yeah. yeah, Seahawks and Saints. Okay. All right, all right, all right. And uh, so NFC Championship, that would be – I'm kind of confused right now a little bit, but who's the, the NFC uh, Championship? We got Saints and, and Packers, and we yes. got Packers winning. We're, okay, we're in agreement there. We're all in agreement yeah. there. Because that's right. The way I'm looking at, yeah. On the me. frozen tundra. The Saints <laughs> wouldn't face the number one team. They would move down to, yes, I follow you. Not bad there. Yes. So we have Green Bay, yep, and Saints. All right, let's move over to um, AFC, okay? Uh, Mahomes, they get a, a, a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And uh, they're on fire too. So uh, you got the next matchup in the wild card weekend. You got the Bills and the Colts. And um, I think Paul, you mentioned it. it. Will the AARP gentlemen come out with a win, uh, upset win? Do you think, um, Paul, with facing the Bills? Yeah, yeah. No way, horse breath. Um, when I do a <laughs> horse breath, it's a homage to Johnny Carson talking to Ed McMahon in the old Tonight Show when he would say something and he would just make fun of him. Anyways, Buffalo's rolling. Uh, they're playing at home. I think the Colts have got to hitch up the horse and they'll be done. But this is a good year. I think they had a really good year. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. Ernest, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Colts were one long bomb by Tannehill from a field goal bouncing off the goalposts from being the home team in this first round of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, Colts, unfortunately, on the road in Buffalo. It's Buffalo's peaking at the right time. So, yeah, Bills. I think that matters. When you peak at the right time, they are uh, doing good. So next up you have a Week 17 rematch, and ultimately a Week 18, right? You got the Steelers and the Browns. Can the Browns overcome the Steelers again, Ernest? Without can can with the Browns without the coach Kevin Stanaski has been um, he's tested positive for COVID, so he okay. is not at the practices are all going to be on Zoom. He will <laughs> not be at the game, and I'm going to pick Cleveland in the upset. Okay, I, I, I think they're going to do. I think they'll be. I don't like a lot of the injuries on the Steelers side. And I, I just feel like Cleveland, this is a chance as far as they will go. So I think Cleveland will pull the upset. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a boxing match. They're obviously rivals. They play each other twice a year already. This is, would be their fourth matchup. Um, it should be a great game. Ernest, um, Paul, what do you think about Steelers and Browns? Well, according to the book of Ernest, it's really hard to beat a team two times in a row, especially when you just play them. And so – uh, I would love to see – have you seen the commercial Peyton Manning for Tide Laundry where he has a little drone or robot that goes around and tries to pick up the jerseys? Why don't the coach for the Browns use one of those? You know, He just drives himself onto the sideline and try to help out that way. And coach you know, remotely, why not? But I think the Steelers resting Big Ben and Watt as a defensive lineman, and their defensive line was getting after the Browns pretty good with their backups on that game. I watched that game and Cleveland barely hung on. Um, they're one of the better wide receivers. Uh, Peoples Jones, who went to Michigan, got uh, a concussion. So I don't know if he's going to be back in what capacity. So I think the Steelers are going to squeak this one out. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Then you have the Titans and Ravens. You know, Titans had a, 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 a pretty great appearance 
last year in the playoffs. Um, Ravens, it seems like this year, from what I could hear and, and tell, uh, um, you know, the, the quarterback, gosh, what's his, he's looting. Give me the quarterback's name, somebody. Jackson? Uh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson. He seems like he's kind of just fluttered around this year. Can, can Tannehill pull it out? And uh, win again in the wild card and make it. Didn't uh, Titans make it to the NFC Championship last, or excuse me, AFC Championship last year? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. They had a uh, seventeen-point lead on Kansas City. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. a seventeen-point lead. That's right. That's right. And so uh, Titans play Ravens at home, I believe. No. Yeah. No Ravens. Yep. So who wins that one? Who wins that one? Uh, I'm going with the Titans. I mean, the, yeah. the key to winning the playoffs is running the ball because you keep the other team's offense on the sidelines. That's why I'm picking Cleveland. Cleveland had the best running attack of the entire year. I think they'll keep Ben on the sidelines. I think it's the same thing here. I mean, they beat him in the playoffs last year in the second round. I think the Titans are going to do, I think the real MVP of the league, even though people are taking Aaron Rodgers, is Henry. I mean, you see how important he is to this team. I think they're going to run it down the throats. They're not going to give Jackson that much time on the field. And I think the Titans win. Yes. So the Titans, if they win, they will face the Chiefs. Is that correct, guys? So because. Uh, Yes, because Bills, Bills beats the Colts. Bills face. Well, it it depends. If the Browns win, they'd be the lower seed. The Browns would face the Chiefs and the Bills would face the Titans. That's my so Brown, Paul's, Paul's got to pick Titans game first, right? Before we get that far. No, I think the Titans are going to win. And I'm looking online. FanDuel has a bracket up here, and they have whoever wins the Baltimore, Tennessee playing Kansas City. Um, yes. So I, I I hear what you're saying, Ernest. That might be right. Um, but I agree. Running game, and I I didn't know that Henry's nickname was King Henry. I heard it several times on Sundays. NFL show and he does dominate. He's amazing player and that you know the straight arm is almost like a weapon like wham. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I think the Titans are going to go. So what do you want to do next? We're going to do So uh, it should be Titans AFC Championship. Yep. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. AFC who who makes it to the AFC Championship, guys? So I'm just assuming from what we've said, we're looking at Buffalo and Kansas City in the championship. Yeah, Paul, I think, would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm agreeing that Buffalo easily there. And I think Tennessee doesn't have – I think they'll lose again because Kansas City with a week off and uh, come back. But the thing about Kansas City that people were complaining about was they weren't blowing out people and they were barely winning. Um, Ernest, do you think that builds character or, or laziness, the way the Kansas City Chiefs were sort of playing at the end of the year? I think it's a long season, and you can't get too high or too low. And I, there's no style points. You're not. It's not college football where you're playing on a pole because you don't play the same teams. If you look at a team that only lost two games to the Las Vegas Raiders in the last game of the season, they lost to uh, was it uh, L.A. Yeah, they lost to the Chargers. L.A. They only lost two games. Yeah, the the Chiefs are the champs. I mean, I like Buffalo, uh, and they certainly have the tools because, again, they have the offense that can stay on the field for long drives, keep Mahomes on the sideline. But that offense is just you you ain't stop them for a couple quarters, but you're not going to stop them for the entire game. And even though it probably won't happen, an LA Green Bay, I mean, a Kansas City Green Bay Super Bowl will probably. The best, the best matchup we could get. And after the year we've gone through, we need a Super Bowl that's like 49-4. That's like the first Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs against Green Bay Packers. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Yeah, and this is 2021, right? We're in a right. new decade. And I I think it's maybe a match made in heaven. You got a, a youngster versus a uh It's the State man, Farm Super man. Bowl. Yes, it's the State Farm Super Bowl. They yeah, you know, it'll be raining Jake, in that Jake time. Flip the coin. Jake from State Farm should flip the coin. <laughs> Give me the Super Bowl race. Yeah, the Super. It's not Jake from State Farm anymore. It's this, this uh, African American gentleman. It is Jake. He's, 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 he's pretty Jake. beef. It's a new he's Jake. Jake. You know where the old Jake was from? Oh, only you, the you would know. He was in the office. 
Okay. He, he was one of the staff members. He was he, uh, I forgot his name, but he was on the office. It was not Toby. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Toby. But he was he was look at the old uh he was boy, you really gonna drag this out. This no, is yeah, the guy I, who it isn't from had, the office because I saw the commercial where they introduced the new Jake from State Farm and they had the old Jake right behind him and the new Jake asked him, Do people ask you about wearing what you're wearing? And he goes, Yeah. But he's not an actor, he was just <laughs> an agent. So it's, are you doing an urban legend here, Ernest? No, no, to... no. Look at there's been three Jakes on the commercials, and the uh, one who's Hispanic was on the TV. Oh, show. you're right, you're right. That he wasn't named Jake though, was he? The one who did yeah. all the commercials with Chris Paul. Yeah, he was Jake too. Oh, I Jake. didn't know there were three Jakes. Oh yeah, they're all Jakes. It's like oh, James Bond. Oh, Different you're right. He was on the Office. He was um, the accountant guy. Yeah, the gay accountant. Oh, what does we'll say I wasn't going to go there, but there you go. <laughs> he went. said he came out on the office, so no big deal. I know. But oh, yeah, man. So what what will be different, Ernest? I know you're you have the inside, you've got the NFL office bugged and you know everything there is about the NFL. So we have this uh Green Bay Packers, the Chiefs, playing in Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, I hope to see Aaron Rodgers win another one, and uh, you know, the Chiefs won it last year. But what what should we expect to be different? Obviously, with the Super Bowl this year, um, and we'll keep it to maybe about a, another minute or two, and we'll have the closing remarks. I think home field won't mean as much. Uh, you know, we've 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 gone. We got the two number one seeds, which scares me to that <laughs> extent because that never happens. And we've only picked a couple upsets. And traditionally, uh, whether it be the conference championship, whether it be the second round of the playoffs or the wilds, what they're calling super wild card playoffs, which is ridiculous, you always have that one upset. There's usually one upset. But who would that be? If if it's not these two, who's the third team that could make it in, for your opinion? Uh, Buffalo, New Orleans. Hmm. Yeah, pick one. Buffalo? New Orleans gets if New Orleans gets Thomas back if they get Kamara back they do have a pretty good defense I do like what Buffalo was brought for a lot of people are picking Baltimore but they've not done it in the playoffs yet I just I can't have faith in Baltimore and and Seattle is inconsistent I mean I love yeah but but and it's a team that. Again, they haven't done it in the playoffs, and people can say, well, you can say the same thing about Buffalo, too, which is true. But, again, we're we're talking about how it's so much different, no home field advantage, but it's like the two number one seeds. It it really, truly does. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be different. You know, more people watching from home, obviously. What's, do you, what's do either one of y'all think Tampa Bay can do it? I mean, I, I, I don't have faith. Jones has been hurt, so they're inconsistent at running back. Leonard Fournette is shown what he is. He's washed up. Gronk's showing age. They're having to depend on Antonio Brown, and that's a volatile situation to say the least. How about Ernest Titans? Stone. The Titans, besides the Bills, I think is uh, that. Titans' defense, to me, is not as good as it was last year. Yeah, yeah. So, Ernest, I think you're scared. You're you're running scared. You don't want to say it, but you keep bringing it up. With Tom Brady, you've said it in years past. You just can't you just can't keep him from coming. He's 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 always there and he's always going to make it. I, th- I think you're running scared, Ernest. And uh, I, I but, don't think they can go on take three road games and make sure. it to the Super Bowl because that's what they'd have to do. They would have to win at uh, Green Bay, at New Orleans. And Washington. That's that's three road games. And the only team that I've ever known that's been able to win three road games, get to the Super Bowl, was the New York Giants. And that's because they had probably one of the better front fours. And yeah. both times they were able to, they did it twice, beat New England twice in the Super Bowl, but they were able to put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. And speaking of road. New Orleans, New Orleans can do that. New Orleans can put pressure on the quarterback more than any other team left. So sure. that's, that's my third choice would be the So speaking of the road, Ernest, we got to hit the road here shortly. Uh, we're coming up on our time. Give me your last 30 seconds to one minute uh, for uh, for today's podcast. 
Okay, let's talk about Miller uh, Bud Light. Excuse me, Bud Light <laughs> had a bet during the season uh, between two field goal kickers. All right, the Brock kicker Brandon McManus and Matt Prater, who's the kicker for the uh, Detroit Lions. And the bet was whichever kicker kicked furthest field goal during the regular season would win for his entire city some Bud Light. Everybody gets a can of Bud Light in the city. Prater kicked a 59-yard field goal during the regular season. So, And if any other city in the United States needs a Bud Light, it's Detroit. Because I'm pretty sure Denver would have wanted Coors. They would have turned their nose up on that situation. So to everybody in the great town of Detroit, enjoy your beer. You deserve it. Maybe it'll get you ready for whoever your next coach is, someone that you don't know or have any idea. Hopefully it's not a guy who's got a beard down to his waist, who is insolent and rude and disrespectful <laughs> in that respect, like Matt Patricia. He looked like he had a beer every day of his life, Matt Patricia. But anyway, yeah, enjoy life at all. Yeah, cheer, uh, no cheer whatsoever. Paul, your last, your last uh, few minutes. Excuse me. Yeah, um, enjoy the football. It's good to watch it. Um, I enjoy just sitting down some good food, and it's always better when you're talking with somebody else about like, did you see that? One of the worst feelings for me. My son, he's often is on his own family. And when I'm sitting here by myself, and I go, oh, look at that. And there's nobody around. Like, oh, darn. So thank God for smartphones and texting that we can all text each other. And, and it's almost as good as being there. So everybody, grab your drink, grab your smartphone, and enjoy the playoffs. <laughs> That's true, Paul. And uh, I, we, I've enjoyed uh, hanging out with you guys and, and hearing uh, – what you have to say around these sports topics and, and uh, you know, we got a lot for look forward to this new year and this is our new year episode and we have a, uh, a lot ahead of us and a lot of sports talk and so forth. And one thing I hope for this new year is that we will see some uh, March madness basketball. I'm a, a NFL fan, not big in, uh, as far as uh, NBA, uh, but I love college basketball as well. And, there's a lot of madness in March, and there's a saying that goes that I saw in a farmer's almanac that I got for this new year, and it's an old saying that says, uh, speaking of the weather, the saying goes as March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb, and um, that's an interesting saying regarding weather and sports, right? Uh, we're excited about what the, the year of sports will hold for us, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in, and uh, if, this, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend. Uh, and you can email Paul if you, if you don't like what we said. He, he always gives his email out uh, to people. And uh, uh, so tune in next week, and uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs>